You're listening to The Pastor Pod, sharing what we're learning to help you lead well in our culture today. This podcast is hosted by pastors Josh Robinson and Jay Mudd. Their goal is to be real, transparent, and let you in on what pastors really think about stuff. Well, welcome back to The Pastor Pod. We're so glad you're with us for episode 64 here with my good buddy Jay, and uh, man, we're 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 moving on into to the new year. I mean, it, we're almost Let's towards go. the end of January. I mean, this Let's is. Let's go. It, it's like when we we hit the ground running in January. Uh, sprinting after Christmas. Sprinting. I mean, sprinting. Like the day I came back to the office, it was like, all right, we have some new adventures to take on. And so, um, he's of course in the Great White North of Orlando, from where I'm living here down in the Venice area. North. I think and, we're just. Uh, I think we're east and west of one another. I, I'm you're, a little bit you're, north. You're in the you, northeast. But... If you look at the okay. floor map, you are northeast for me. Right. Okay. I would get so, that northeast. Yeah. I'll give you that, but it's not much east. Like you made it sound like the Great White North, and like so far north. <laughs> we always get a mix about geography and all that good stuff. That's just something that's we, right. Uh, we have a tiff about. Yeah, this is what we do. <laughs> so Jay was telling me something before we hit record, and I just I, I definitely Boom. wanted to bring this to the 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 podcast, the podverse the of podverse. the Pastor Pod. <laughs> There we go. The pod verse. It's like, and I'll just say, of course, we we do post a, a video, a Zoom video on YouTube for people if they, yeah, if they ever want to view it. Uh, most people listen to it, but right. I just want to say, Jay, you you showed me uh, your hair and yeah. uh, your your new barber. He did a really nice job. I'll he just did have a to fantastic say. job. I I wish I could give him a shout out, but honestly, I I don't think I can pronounce his name. Uh, I just I tried and I I just I'm gonna butcher it so I'm not gonna do it. But Horizon West Barbershop, I'll I'll give them a shout out. All right. But look, I mean, this is it's tight. It's really yeah, tight. I, I mean, it's looking good. I mean, has it looks good. Has, have um, you see, has Holly seen it yet? Is she? Yes, yeah, she given... said it looked really really tight. Now, wow, I wow. I haven't put my product in it. So Josh, to be oh. fair, I have this gray patch, right? Yeah. Wow, everything's mm-hmm. opposite on the screen. I have this mm-hmm. gray patch right here, mm-hmm. and this gray patch has been expanding. I'm getting older. And I have a product that I put in it that just make it look makes it look wet and it goes away, so it don't look as old. It's secret tips. I I I probably care too much about what the way my hair looks. Um, well, you know what? I I think your haircut looks looks top notch. And uh, so if you're if you're not on YouTube, you're missing out uh, on Jay's nice and tight haircut today. But we're like, what what am I listening to right now? What, what, what in the world are they? What, what is happening? Done? Why why am I listening to this? We're actually Cassidy. talking about something really, really important today. So Cassidy's gonna give you a hard time about this. You know that, right? She's gonna be like, Why why were you talking about Jay's hair? Why why are you talking about his hair? I like what about your hair? I'm like, Well, I don't have as much hair. My hair is starting to fall out. Yeah, but you're going you're pulling it off nice. You're pulling it off nice. Um yeah, I like know, it. I'm hang it's I'm hanging on. It, it's good. Hang on as long as you can. <laughs> you have more facial hair than I do. Um you you yeah. can grow. I can't grow uh-huh. here. You so. can't grow there. Okay. Anyhow, let's be honest. Let's get onto what we're talking about because people are tuning out right now. If you before you hit the exit button, lean in. We're about to go somewhere cool. <laughs> <laughs> we we started a series, right? I mean, a couple weeks ago, talking about the heart of the heart of the leader, the heart of the pastor. So, of course, last week's conversation was awesome with Doctor Marks, and yes. uh, so we, we really we're really just diving in in a deeper way today. So. Right, uh, Jay, you want to kind of set us up? With yeah, that? so we're we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about prayer and renewal, um, and this is this is so important. Um, this is really where the nurturing of our heart takes place. This is really where um, the rubber meets the road. This is this is us saying, "Hey, we're completely." That's 
you know, in the most basic form, prayer is our, our, our acknowledgement and our dependence on God and saying, we can't do this on our own. I can't do this. I'm desperately in need of you to move in a supernatural way that goes well beyond anything I could physically do. Um, I'm desperate for you. I'm in desperate need of you. And um, I don't know of one pastor, one leader um, that has their, you know, their maybe if it's a business leader that's founded on Christian faith. And I know, I know some good business leaders, some solid business leaders that are in construction and roofing and, and all sorts of different stuff. And, and those Christian leaders would tell you today, as well as pastors, I would tell you that in order to be effective leader, uh, it really does work simultaneously with your prayer life. It goes hand in hand, your prayer life and your leadership. And so today yeah. we want to have a, an open, honest, transparent conversation about prayer, and and renewal and mm -hmm. so with, with that being said josh um i i think i want to be i want to err on the side of transparency real quick and, mm -hmm. and and i want to say that like i believe if i was to examine my life and i was to look back over the the span of you know uh just different seasons in my life i would say there's times when my prayer life is stronger than others um and so i don't want to give this persona that my prayer life is always as strong as it as it as it as it is other times um i think i go through seasons and um just to be transparent because as we're having this conversation it can be easy for someone listening going well my prayer life is not measuring up to the way you guys are describing or the way that you know maybe definitely not the way scripture portrays our prayer life should be mm -hmm. um and we're all in that boat and there are seasons mm -hmm. but I think when we're intentionally talking about it, we're intentionally seeking after it, intentionally acknowledging our need for prayer, it drives us to want to spend more time in prayer. And so I want to I want to say that up front in the fact that, hey, you know, we've we've all got room to grow in this area of prayer. Mm -hmm. So I agree. I, I, there's times where I, I, I tend to to move fast into whatever project sermon series um for the church or for our families. So I, I have to learn to pause, stop in order to really pray from a deep place. And, and I pray throughout the day, you know, the Bible says pray without ceasing. And so there is that element of you pray throughout your day. It's not just one or the other. Um, but I do think the challenge for leaders is to, to learn to, to be disciplined in spending that in that time being intimate with the Lord and really pouring out all the concerns, all the worries, all the cares, all the thoughts onto the Lord, as the Bible says, versus trying to carry it around. And I know that when I'm when I'm in that mode where I'm trying to do where I'm trying to do the ministry without being in close walk with Jesus or or, or in close intimacy with Jesus, you can really tell by the by by my pace, uh, my tone. And so, and I think a lot of people struggle with prayer because prayer is, you know, for those that are new to faith, new to church, uh, you know, they've seen prayer in all different types of environments, right? There's certain prayer words that people throw out. There's there's a, a prayer voice that sometimes uh, people have in church. You know, I remember growing up in in, uh, in different churches. As my dad was a pastor, of course, and and some guys would get up and pray. And like back in the day, they would different leaders or deacons or, or elders would get up and pray for the offering or, or the close of the service. And they would have a prayer voice. You got, oh. if you ever, if that's like, and it was just be completely different than their normal, you know, conversational voice. You know, they would just kind of put on this voice. And so as a kid growing up, I was always kind of like, is that how I'm supposed to pray? And, and really Jesus consistently taught that prayer is simply uh, talking to God and, and and the disciples, you know, out of all the questions they asked Jesus, they they consistently asked him, "Teach us to pray." 
You know, they didn't say teach us to preach, teach us to teach, although I'm sure Jesus had lots of conversations on how to communicate, how to how to teach teach the word. Uh, but, you know, Jesus was asked by them because Jesus prayed differently, I believe, than the Pharisees. I think Jesus had uh, just such a mo- not, not only the model prayer, but Jesus prayed from the heart and Jesus really had a close walk with his father. And so I think we got the very kind of like the intro talk today is the heart of prayer should be this intimacy, this desire right. to be close, be close. And when you when you say the word intimate, uh, I think one of the ways that we can easily uh, maybe think through the idea of intimacy is uh, just think about the relationships. Think about somebody that you're most intimate with and the conversations you have with them. You don't put on anything, any kind of special words. You don't, uh, those are probably the most genuine conversations you can have. And I think there's confidence we have because the scriptures teach us that Jesus knows our heart already. And so we're not trying to put, we don't, we don't have to put on a show. We don't have to, we, we could be ourselves because Jesus already knows our true self anyway. In fact, it's, it's, it's kind of hip, hypocritical if we're trying to do something different. Um, I, it's one of those things of just being yourself and being intimate with God is more of a, uh, a deep personal uh, groaning, crying, um, petitioning. Um, it's okay to be upset. It's okay to be, you know, mad or frustrated Jesus already knows you're mad or frustrated anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. He knows your heart. And so he knows they're going to okay. pray before you pray it. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's okay to be there. And so I think when people think of intimacy, they're like, okay, that's weird for me. I don't understand. Well, kind of, kind of go to what you understand is intimate, right? When I have a conversation with my wife, that conversation is just raw and real and I'm me and I don't have to put on a special voice or uh, look a certain way, or I don't have to be, you know, I don't, I don't have to sit down and talk to her. I can talk to her standing up. I can, you know, lay down and talk wherever. So if you think about it, that concept, it's just more of a being a real and honest person before God. And again, I go back to what I said at the very beginning was this idea of at the very basic form. It's this acknowledgement of dependence. Mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. I, listen, this is who I am. Right. I was reading in Philippians this morning and Paul was talking about being content in everything. And he follows that up with this idea of contentment with he follows this up with going and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We're most content when we're dependent on Christ's strength in us and and knowing I can't do this on my own. I'm, I'm most content in that way. And so, um, yeah, I think there's this idea that intimacy can pull off, maybe make people feel a little awkward or weird. But let, I think I want to encourage people not to think of it that way. It was just more of a, when we say intimate, it's just be you, be you. Before yeah, it's that God. closeness. Like you said, that right. dependence, you know, when, when I think about my kids, you know, I was thinking uh, we're on, when we're on a road trip, I don't know about if it's the same with you guys, Jay, but when we stop at a gas station, it's, it's like snack time. Like they, they get most excited about stopping because they want to buy a snack or they want to buy, you know, have a drink or whatever. And, and they never, or they're never worried to ask for it. Right. They, they don't, they don't like, they don't like say it a different way. They don't come up with all the different words. They don't, they don't ask if it's God's will, if they should have, you know, that, that snicker bar or whatever, they probably don't need it. And we try to get a healthy snack. And I I think every, I think every family deals with this on road trips, but they're persistent. You know, they're, 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 they're just, they're just, they can just say whatever is on their heart. They, they ask. And really Luke 11 is one of my favorite parables on prayer. I'm not going to 
go into all of it, but it's the idea that seek and, you know, knock and ask and, and you will find. And, and everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and the one who knocks the door will be opened. But Jesus is just teaching that we should come to him as our heavenly father, that closeness, that intimacy, and that just honesty, like I need your help. I, I, and, and, and the whole parable was this, this idea of this widow, just kind of knocking down the door of the judge saying, I, I need your help. I need you to come through for me. And, and how God invites us to come to him boldly, uh, of course, with reverence, with, with, with honor, but he, he invites us, you know, just like a kid, just, they come jump in the bed and just tell you exactly what's on their mind. They, they're, they're, when they're hungry, they ask for it. When they want to go play outside, they, I mean, that, that's a picture of how we should view our heavenly father. When I say intimate, I definitely mean that idea that you can just, just walk in and just say what's on your heart. So that illustration of going to the gas station when you're on travel, that breaks down totally with our family. The reason I was chuckling, if you're online, you're watching, you're like, <laughs> why is Jay laughing? Is it breaks down? Because I'm cheap. I'm totally, and my kids know it. My kids know I'm cheap. And so like, no, that doesn't, that's not how it works in our family is we don't get snacks because I'm too cheap for that. We pack our snacks, Josh. Um, you're smart. You're smart. That's what it is. Well, and no, they I always, think I, they don't always get everything they want. We sometimes split up stuff. Well, and I think it's that's just the, funny how they're, they're always, they're, they're willing to ask, you know, correct. they're just like, and, you know, and they don't, and guess what they don't think about? They do not think about our budget. But see, God like, does kids think don't about say, all those so, so does this fit into the, uh, you know, this budget? <laughs> the, the, the they travel just budget. ask, you know, they, they, they just well, ask. And, but uh, I think the, there's the wisdom in that. Of, mm -hmm. So as parents, I know what our budget is, right? And I know, hey, we got to pack snacks. It's not right. So they could ask, but I'm like, hey, we pack snacks. That would be my answer is we pack snacks. Mm -hmm. And I think that 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 the, the illustration doesn't fully break down because I think we ask whatever we want, but mm -hmm. we got to trust the father's heart. That's right. We got to trust the father in this. Mm -hmm. And my kids trust me because they know that if we don't buy snacks, guess what? We can do more wherever we end up. Right. So if we're on vacation and we don't spend $25, $30 at the – listen, it's not cheap. For every uh, we bought drinks one time There's no at, doubt. A, at a grocery store, <laughs> just drinks for the family, water, and you know, yeah, some people got some Gatorades, whatever. It was twenty five dollars just for seven drinks at the right. gas station. Right. Okay, that's twenty five dollars. Fill up your water bottle, because guess right. what? When we get wherever we're going, how better can we use that twenty five dollars? Sometimes God's answer is no, because there's something better. Sometimes mm -hmm. God answer is not now because there's something better or God is doing something else and we right. have to trust the father's heart. So my kids have learned over the years to trust me, mm -hmm. trust when dad says, no, he's not saying it because he's not saying that because mm -hmm. he doesn't want to give you. If I could, I'd buy my kids every snack there is on, on, at the gas station, have the gas station, have at it. But I, that's not wise and it doesn't fit mm -hmm. within the realm of what we're trying to accomplish. So they trust over years. They've trusted me. They've learned to trust me. Now, that's not always easy. Kids get frustrated. Mm -hmm. And guess what? We get frustrated in the same way we get frustrated mm -hmm. when we're praying and we're like, God, I don't I don't hear you. He's 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 answering by not allowing something to come place or mm -hmm. not taking mm -hmm. you through something. So um, yeah. intimacy is both that of trusting mm -hmm. the father mm -hmm. as well, trusting their heart. Trust in the same way when I sit down with my wife and I go, I'm trusting she's not going to judge me. I'm trusting she's not going to, you know, um, yeah, judge me for what I say, or, you know, condemn me for what I say. Yeah, there's a, there's a trust factor there, because there's an intimacy there. So mm -hmm. yes, I think that's, that's, that's exactly good. And there's a parable of the persistent widow and in, uh, in Luke 11, that you were, you were discussing, mm -hmm. fit drastically, what like we should as a, I think about mm -hmm. my six year old who is not afraid to ask for anything.
Mm-hmm. Now, I think the older you get, they understand that the concept of my six-year-old never stops asking. Yep. Right. He, 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 he likes McDonald's. I can't stand McDonald's. So if you like McDonald's, <laughs> every kid loves it. I mean, my kids love McDonald's. They get excited. I despise not a big McDonald's. fan. I despise uh, it. I'll but eat anyhow, it. I'm not, I'm not too good for I, it. I won't eat I it. I'm too good for it. I will not eat it. <laughs> I would rather starve than eat McDonald's. I, I will not eat McDonald's. So um, if you ever want to uh, not have a meeting with me, offer to go to McDonald's and we won't go. I will say, <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. Um, anyhow, so uh, back to the idea uh, of prayer, Josh, mm-hmm. um, one of the scriptures that comes to mind, we kind of briefly talked before we got on, so I can't take full. But as we were talking through this uh, was John 15 mm-hmm. um, and the concept where Jesus talks about this idea of abiding in him. Um, and how that is such a necessary piece of, of, yeah. of this idea of prayer is, is really resting. And I think it goes yes. back to that idea of trusting, um, trusting his heart and trusting him and, and drawing on him. Because have you ever found Josh that the more you pray, the more you're energized to be a part mm-hmm. of what God's doing. Mm-hmm. I, don't, yeah. I don't ever find prayer. Um, I don't ever f- find prayer as a draining aspect mm-hmm. to where like it drains me to do this it's a task or it drains me if right. i truly am being intimate and going before god if there's always a fulfillment that comes from that where, yeah. where do you what do you do you do you sense that as well i i feel like i agree but then I, I do think a lot of people struggle with prayer like the focus of prayer actually like stopping vert like outs out loud i i would say there's times where i'm like man i'm i've got so much to do if I stop, I can't get this done, which is a terrible thing for a pastor to say, right? I mean, it's just being real with you. But I think for me, the way that I'm wired, one of the ways that I I stop and really focus my mind is many times there'll be some like instrumental worship music in my earbuds, or it might just be, sometimes I have a playlist on YouTube. I listen to different worship and I'll just, I'll just, I'll just stop. And then I have to sit for a little while to slow my mind down. Uh, Cause my mind's like, it's like popping up like windows everywhere of all these ideas or things that I need to get done. I'm thinking about a sermon in four weeks of a scripture, this illustration that I thought about two hours ago that just, just came back and I'm trying, do I need to write that down? And, and so I, I get in that mode. And so for me, I get alone, I start to journal, start, sometimes I journal on my, my, my little uh, moleskin or sometimes on my computer, I'll just start to just write out my prayers. And so what it, and it doesn't work for everybody. Um, but for me, when I, start to write it out. I don't say write out every word, but in essence, just writing out my prayer, writing out my desire, writing out my, my burden or, or an area of my life. I need God to help change. And when that starts to happen, I start to feel that, that joy and that peace. But for me, the way I'm wired it, I have to take time to actually like slow down because, right. uh, I, the way that I'm just wound up person, I'm just like a, let's go to the next thing. I'm not the best at like just uh, like some people say, yeah, I just want to go to the woods for three days and just like look at the trees and and that's what's going to renew me. That that's that sounds terrible to me, like Barf. maybe a day of that. But like I, I would be bored to death and I, and I think it would probably but it would probably be really good for me. <laughs> but at the same time, but I think but I think it's the way you're wired and how you how you're rejuvenated with the Lord. And so I think when it comes to prayer, it's, it's number one, I think not only the intimacy, the connection, that dependence, but it's also how do you view God? A lot of people don't view God as that loving father 
that is inviting you to come to him anytime, mm. any place and worship and write your prayers out and just tell him everything that's going on in your life. I love my daughter, Hannah. She's, you know, eight years old and she has a little, prayer, a little journal and she, she journals all the time, you know, just she, after school in the morning before school or, or on the weekends. And sometimes she'll bring them to me. And it's just amazing to see the, the, the depth of her heart. And uh, of course, it's not like a, a diary necessarily, but she'll talk about something she does or, or things that she's, she's praying for. And it's just, as a dad, you're just, it, it just, my heart just swells like with joy because she's just so transparent. And I think prayer, if we're not transparent, uh, it, it usually we won't pray and we won't get real with the Lord. And I think uh, the quicker that you and I become um, closer to Jesus, understanding that he is a, he already knows what's on our mind. He already knows everything about us. There's that picture that prayer is aligning my heart with his heart, that the end goal is that I'll be so close to him that I'm going to exhibit who he is, uh, his love and his grace to my family, my friends, uh, through, through, through whatever God has called you to do. Um, but I, but I do think remembering that he's our Abba father, he's our, our heavenly father is, is huge. Um, but I do think a lot of people get discouraged praying because sometimes the answer is not yes, or it's not as, or, or it's not yet. Mm-hmm. And sometimes God says, no, like you said, God says no. And it's, and it's many times trusting his, his, uh, perfect, his perfection in that. But I do think a lot of people probably listening have prayed for someone or something. And there's times you get, you get exhausted praying for that person or that situation for sometimes years and years. Right. Uh, I remember a few years ago, um, I had a young man that came to Christ through our small group and he grew up Jewish and, uh, started coming to our small group and it was, it was, it was, it was awesome. I said, just come, just come hang out and you could ask questions and, you know, uh, I, I let some of the guys know in the group that he was just going to come hang out and they all just really just encouraged him. And, um, a few months later he, he trusted in Jesus and it was really awesome at his baptism. His, his, I think it was, might've been a great grandmother, uh, walks up to me and uh, she was a follower of Jesus. And she said, I just want you to know, I've been praying for him, uh, since he was born that he would trust in Jesus. And, you know, he was probably like early thirties and I just looked at her and I was thinking about Hebrews, uh, um, Luke chapter 11, like, like you, you're her, like you right. persisted, you didn't give up and you maintained a heart of prayer for him. You covered him in prayer and pray that God would, would transform his life. And so that, to me, that those are the stories that are reminded, don't persevere. Don't, don't, don't give up when, when it's tough because it, every prayer you pray isn't wasted. Right. Um, so I, I wish I could say I'm more spiritual. I'm a doer. I am a doer. And so slowing down for me is also difficult. Um, it's part of my my agenda. I, I think I, I can share in your concept, whether it's uh, uh, I was told by a pastor one time I'm the loudest studier he's ever met to where it's not quiet at all when I'm studying. Uh, there's mm-hmm. usually loud things happening because that's actually it zones out. It just drains out everything else that could possibly be going on around me. Um, but I have found that um, I, I tend to um, I, I follow a squirrel real quick, and I have to be persistent, and I have to be um, I have to be reminded to pray um, because if not, my mind just doesn't slow down enough. And so the one thing that I do is I I, I utilize the technology that's in front of us because um, Josh, are you the kind of guy that when you get a notification on your phone, you have to get rid of it, or do you have like are you one of those weirdos that have uh, five hundred and seventy-five thousand emails that you haven't checked. 
And I'm telling no, you, there's I'm, something there's something wrong with you if you have that. I I I want to suggest that you find a counselor. Um, no, I'm joking. That's all joking. Josh is Josh is getting nervous. Um, but no, 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 <laughs> no. Keep going. No, I'm He's not. Like, like bury I, I yourself my, here, Jay. I have a uh, different folders on my email. I try to like put stuff for save email, delete emails. You respond, delete to try to keep Cassidy. She'll tell you like she she probably has. She probably has in the thousands no, of, of Cassidy, emails on her phone, Cassidy, and I, I try to help friend, her with it. You got to get rid of that. She's just she's, but she's completely fine with it. Like she lives in peace. No, I know we're. She's way more peaceful than me, and I, you know, I, I just, I've, I think it's awesome. She can that she can do that because I would have to go clean it out. I'm actually getting very Within like, like I'm getting anxious right now <laughs> thinking about the fact that she has that bubble that has thousands. Are you kidding me? Somebody screenshotted a text message the other day, and they had sixty-three unread text messages. I said that is unacceptable. I couldn't do that, that is either. Unacceptable. No. And so, please hear me. I am sixty-three. I am completely oh. joking when I'm saying you need to get count. But seriously, people. So I'm not that kind of guy. So here's why. Here's why this matters. This is I'm gonna bring yeah. it back. All right. After insulting everybody and them going, I'm never listening to this podcast. Boy, Josh, you may want to fire me. But anyhow, uh, that being said. I have to have I have to clear my notifications. Mm-hmm. And so I set my phone up to notify me to pray um, for mm-hmm. specific things. So if there's something I'm praying for and it's a, it's a long term, like I'm praying consistently for this, mm-hmm. whether it be people or things, um, it's on a regular pattern. It pops up every single week at a certain time or a certain day or every day at a certain however I've set it up and it notifies me. Mm-hmm. And I have to st- I have to clear it. And the only mm-hmm. way for me to clear it and really truly do it as a as I go, I'm going to pause. I'm going to stop. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. forces me to stop. And so yeah. I say that to be kind of real and honest and go, okay, I'm a pastor, been doing this mm-hmm. 20 some years, and I'm still, you know, crafting how I do this. I spend yeah. my time with Jesus every day in the mornings doing a quiet time and praying. But throughout the day, I have instant things. It forces me multiple times throughout the day to stop and to pray for people and things that I'm totally dependent on God to do. So yeah. I say that to say, and and maybe even uh, maybe get people thinking of if you struggle with this and you wrestle mm-hmm. with this, there are different things, different measures you can do. Try some things and see if it works to help you again lean mm-hmm. into this because it's extremely important and valuable uh when it comes to really our leadership in the church and yeah. in our business world um as yeah. christ followers um having a lifestyle of prayer is yeah. critical it's necessary yeah. uh, we yeah. can't downplay mm-hmm. the importance of this and so i say that yeah. just to be uh i'm gonna be the maybe the less spiritual person on the podcast because i'm like hey no way that's me um well one thing I've, people, I've enjoyed about my iphone is the focus button because it, it it helps me uh, turn off the notifications during the day. I don't like that either. And then also, I don't like that either. there's a I, I, there's even a blog I've read. I forget who put it out, but it's like how to turn off certain notifications that are not like the important ones, like you're saying, a text message or phone call. It was like social media apps and all those kind of things that distract you, right? Because they'll they'll just be coming in nonstop. I even have a new garage door that notifies me when the garage door goes up and down, which I kind of like if I know Cassie left the house or need to make sure they're okay, but like. It's a little bit annoying because now Amazon somehow got got our garage code and they drop our packages. Have you guys have you noticed it's called key entry? I didn't know right. I even signed up for this, but what? they literally opened my garage and put the stuff inside my garage without asking my permission. You didn't sign up for that, Josh. This is this is invasion. This is invasion. Like of I privacy. feel like I feel like they've been anyway, that's a whole we nother need- podcast. But 
I try to turn off these notifications so I can stay focused. And then I'd sometimes have to catch up at night. And I, and I think really at the end of the day, at the end of the day, prayer should be like breathing for us as far as of Jesus. It should just right. be a daily ongoing conversation with the Lord, you know, praying for this podcast, praying for those that are listening to the podcast, praying for my family, praying for the, I mean, there's a lot of people that in our, in our community here that are going through a lot. And, and there's some specific families that I'm praying for uh, that are, are dealing with, with loss and grief. And, and then there's others that are new to faith and, uh, we have a lot of things coming up for the bridge church that we're praying for, you know, our future as a church, and we're getting ready to move into Lord willings, the building process on our land and, and then meetings. And then how do we share this and how do we continue to unify everyone to, to continue to live on mission. Right. And uh, so there's just a lot of that that's going on. And then, you know, for me, Jay, really at the end of the year, I was, I w went away and visited some family and I've been reading a book called enemies of the heart. And uh, it's, just a really good read. It's really, really foundational on, on, on rooting out those things that are in your heart that are affecting you and that are, 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 are keeping you hostage from really living in peace and living in joy and living in right. grace. And so that's been a great read for me. Um, I think Andy wrote it years ago, but, um, I, I, Bob had actually recommended it to me. Like a, it might've been like two years ago. He's like, Hey, you should read this book. And I so, went, I, when he told me the title, I was like, Ouch, that kind of hurts a little bit. But so, no, he but he had read Bob, it and it had been Bob Bumgarner is the name. The Absolutely. Bob Bumgarners. Right. So you yes. you and I we just say call Bob, him Bob I know, now. Yeah, I know yeah. who you're talking about. Yeah, but yeah, if yeah. you're listening to the Bob Bob Bumgarner is the uh yeah, so it's uh, been director really of First good. Coast Churches. So. That's right. Yeah, and he's been on the podcast a few times and he'll be coming Correct. up here in the spring. But yeah, just for me, that that's been a huge one for me. And uh I I, I really the reason sometimes I'm not as uh, I, I'm not running to the Lord with my prayers. It's because of, of usually I'm either angry about something. Sometimes I'm bitter about something or there's unforgiveness in my heart. Um, and that's something I'm learning that the reason I'm not, I'm not coming to the Lord is, is sometimes unconfessed, uh, an unconfessed area of my heart. And, uh, that's something God's really just leaning in on this year saying, Hey, if, if you're going to be used by me, if you're going to be a healthy leader, healthy dad, healthy husband, you've got to root these things out by my grace and, uh, and keep that's bringing good. it to me. So hopefully that's helpful to somebody today. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. And this is a conversation again, we can go on and on. Uh, it, it's not, it, it can't be confined to a, you know, a, a podcast, but, um, I would love to hear the thoughts of those that are listening leaders. Um, are there things that you do to help you in your spiritual journey, specifically in the area of prayer? Mm -hmm. um, if you have something that we haven't addressed or talked through, I'd love for you to let us know, uh, put it, uh, e put an email, the pastor at gmail.com. Uh, you can, uh, you know, connect with us on social media. I'd love to uh, retweet that out and share it so that we can, mm -hmm. you know, have this community of people who are actually adding to value to the conversation, because this is a conversation mm -hmm. that's just more, I, I pray it becomes more than just you and I, Josh, but it's a conversation mm -hmm. we're having among leaders that is yeah. helping us all to grow. Um, that was really the nature behind this podcast is me and you wanted to grow. Uh, and so if you have something, if you're a leader and you're mm -hmm. like, Hey, you know, this is really, this was a game changer in my prayer life. Would you be willing yeah. to share that with us, with us again, mm -hmm. the pastor gmail.com connect with us on Instagram, Facebook. Um, we'd love to hear that. And, and we'd love to share that honestly with the community, the pastor pod community to where, uh, we can all continue to grow and, and, mm -hmm. and learn. And so, um, 
please join us in the conversation here um, as we're all attempting to uh, really, really nurture our hearts. And, and, and really, because at the end of the day, our, our hearts are the foundation behind, uh, you know, how we lead. And so mm-hmm. uh, that being said, Josh, what final thoughts would you have on this uh, on the topic of prayer renewal? And that's kind of hard because there's so much more we could go into. Yeah, I think knowing who God is and knowing how his heart is so big for his kids should shape how we pray. It should shape how we talk to him. It should shape how we view him. That yes, God disciplines those he loves. God is holy and righteous, but God is also incredibly merciful and gracious and invites us to come to him anytime, any place. He never gets tired. He never takes a nap. Mm. He, although I like naps, God never yeah, does. He and, never does. Uh, he never somewhere does. Somewhere in the world at all times, somebody's awake and somebody's yeah. praying. Lord willing, yeah. somebody's praying at all times, and God never gets yeah. tired. He's never exhausted. He's always got the energy. He's always yeah. listening. Um, yeah. At the end of and the day, would, we got to remember we're His children. And I would just say, if you if you have an area that you need us to lift you up, if you're a pastor, leader, a podcast listener, and you have a prayer request, you know, shoot us an email as well at pastorpod@gmail.com or on social media. Let us know how we can pray for you. We'd love to personally uh, lift you up in that prayer. And, uh, and and one thing that Jay does, he he texts me and uh, me and Pastor Allen every Thursday and uh, spends you know intentional time praying for us. I, I you probably don't want me to say that, but it, it no. means a lot. It, it, here's the thing: when you tell someone you're praying for them, wh- whether it's over a text or if you're with them in person and they say, "Hey, will you pray for me?" You know, stop and pray for them out right there. You know, because right. those moments are are just intentional, just moments to point people to Jesus and and really show the the love that we all need. And so find someone to pray for today, reach out to them. If they're on your heart, tell them you're praying, call them, pray for them. Uh, something my dad's always done for me. Um, even to this day is, uh, he rarely gets off the phone without praying for me. Um, my dad, you know, is, is, uh, still pastoring and helping churches there in Greenville. And, um, he, it's hard to talk about. Cause I, I think I, I, I think it's, it's almost like, I don't know what it's like not to have a praying dad mm. and I don't take that for granted. Uh, but even if I call him about a question or we talk, we're talking football or he'll, 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 I mean, almost every time says, let me, let me just, let me just pray for you. How about that? And, uh, you know, that's something I hope I can do for my kids. And I think as, as, as a small picture of the heart of God, um, right. he, he invites us, he invites right. us in. And if you're, if you're struggling, if you're discouraged, if you're overwhelmed today, um, just come to him. Um, don't hold it in journal it, speak it out loud, turn on some worship music, go in your car, go for a walk in the woods. If you need three days in the woods to go do that, whatever it is that rejuvenates your soul, um, go and, and bring it to the father because he, he invites us. He calls us to be to come to him persistently, boldly. He says, you know, come and you'll, you know, come boldly before the throne of grace where you will find help uh, and mercy in times of need. And so sometimes prayer is the last resort. And I pray that everyone listening knows that uh, and just is encouraged today to just to bring it to him and have that lifestyle of prayer that I know me and Jay are trying to, to grow in uh, this new year, because ultimately it's all about him. It's about his glory. God can do more in a second than I could do in a lifetime. And so just mm. trying to remind myself that it is his work within me, not all the things I can do or Jay can do or you can do. It's his power at work 
within us through his spirit as we're dependent. And so that that's something I'm really uh, I'm really just being convicted and encouraged by by the Lord this last this last few weeks. Right. And again, let's be reminded in Ephesians chapter three, at the end of the chapter, Paul's praying and he says, look to him who can do far more than I can think or imagine. Uh, that's that's a prayer. Paul says he believes and trusts that God can do far more than he can think mm-hmm. or imagine. Well, Josh, on that note, I think we we should wrap up today. And uh, again, as always, we want to thank you for uh, tuning in and listening in to the Pastor Pod. Josh and I are grateful for those who journey with us each and every week, each and every Friday. A new episode drops um, usually around 3 a.m. So if you're up working out, going to work or whatever at 3 a.m., you can be one of the first to listen to uh, the Pastor Pod. But uh, seriously, from Josh and myself here at the Pastor Pod, uh, thank you. Have a great weekend. And um, seriously, uh, get rid of all those notifications on your phone. Have a great weekend.